All right, good morning again, guys. So I'm going to share part of my story this morning uh, as it relates to Sparrow Mission. Some of you may have heard some of it before. I know we've got a lot of new faces, and so I'm going to hit a couple of highlights as to how God first called me. Well, I think called's an overused word, but how, how when I first got involved with Sparrow Missions, and as I look back on it with perspective now that it's been eight or nine years, I really see God working in a couple of different ways. And the first way is in terms of sacrificial obedience, okay? So that goes to what Blake's point was in terms of, we're talking about servanthood, servant, being a servant to our Savior, and not just kind of seeing what our options are and checking the box, right? We're talking about a calling to sacrificial service that Jesus puts on all of us when that transformation occurs, like what Justin said. When we are transformed, when we become a new creation, we are reborn, we are repurposed in that moment. And so what are we doing? How are we living our lives? How are we seeking him and his purpose in terms of what he is calling us to do? What's he calling us to sacrifice and lay down as an obedient step in 2018 and beyond to serve him? Okay, so that's the first angle. Number two is, and I think this one's overlooked sometimes, but the people need us to go right? They need us to go. And again, this is not about my spiritual checklist. And let me look and see what my options are for doing something out of the box this year. (laughs) The people need us to go. Gary, the people in Uganda need us to go. The people in Indonesia need us to go. The people in Honduras need us to go. So my Sparrow story, Justin Ross, who's the executive director that we just saw that message from, he and I have been best friends since we were three years old. And now we get to do ministry together, which is kind of an awesome silver lining to being able to be part of what Sparrow Missions is doing. But he and his wife moved to Honduras, left their jobs. They had done some short-term missions work in Honduras. And then ultimately they left their jobs just because they were so unsettled that the people needed them to go to start the beginnings of what's now Sparrow Missions. Sparrow Missions all started in that Bordos community that you just saw. It's essentially... A squatter village, it is like a re- it's much like a refugee camp. They build their homes out of trash. When we first got there, there were kids and kids, countless kids, no dads, and a lot of struggling moms, none of whom knew Jesus or walked with Jesus or knew what it looked like to walk with Christ. And the kids are just unruly, running around the streets, and they're prime candidates for either gang involvement or prostitution, quite frankly, when they reach a certain age. Now because of Justin and Ashley's sacrificial obedience and the obedience of people who have gone, we're seeing people that, we're seeing kids that were three and four years old and on a path to destruction leading Bible studies and going this summer, we have four of our Bordos boys who are going to India themselves to be missionaries. That is what long-term impact looks like and that's what happens with sacrificial obedience. So my sacrificial obedience, it's kind of a silly story, I've told it before, But again, it's all in this theme of when we're reborn, when we're made new in Christ, everything changes. We are repurposed. We are no longer living the ordinary life that the world tells us is normal. That's not what we should be going after. And I was literally running in my neighborhood one time. Justin and Ashley were getting ready to move. And he had told me a couple times they were looking for a vehicle. When Justin moved to Honduras the first time, he drove from here to Honduras in a car. 2,400 miles across contentious borders, and he didn't have a vehicle. I had a nice Toyota 4Runner at the time, 
And I was just on the track of, I worked at a big law firm in Louisville. I was thinking, well, I'll keep this car for a while and then I'll trade it in and get a nicer car. And you know, just following all that stuff that everybody feeds us and sells us all the time. And I had struggled with, do I need to give Justin this car for this trip? Because it was four wheel drive, he was going through the mountains. I struggled with it, didn't make sense. You know, my dad was kind of tight growing up. You know, I mean, I was just in this mentality of, I've got to protect what's mine. I've earned this, I deserve it. And I'm going to go ahead and upgrade when the time comes. And I was literally running my neighborhood. And I'm not one to say, like, I kind of had a conversation with the Lord. But I, I felt very clearly during this run, something say to me, just let me have this. Just let me have it. I got home. I went to my wife from that run. I said, and this is the first time I'd said it to her. I said, I think we need to give the car to Justin. And we didn't have another car, at least not another nice one. You guys have seen my Camry. And she immediately said yes. And I called Justin, and we immediately broke down into tears on the phone together. And that was just a little small step for me that created that burden. And then I went to Honduras for the first time. Now let's get into that people need you to go aspect. The first time I went to Honduras, I went by myself and visited Justin and Ashley who had moved down there with no support. They just decided to go because they knew they had to, right? And so I went down there to visit a young boy named Tavo, who nobody knew how old he was, but he was at least four or five and had never had a birthday party. And they're like, come down here, go to the Bordos with us, meet these kids, and hey, let's give this kid a birthday party. And so that's what we did. And at that moment, when I go to the Bordos and I see these kids, these kids are no different from my kids except for the geographical happenstance of where they were born, right? They're no different than any of your kids. They need us to go. And guess what? Now I need to go. I haven't been since May. I'm itching to go. I try to go at least twice a year because they need me to go. They need us to walk with them in discipleship. They need us to help provide for their physical needs. We have 85 kids in Sparrow Academy now that are being English educated and vocationally educated so they can change their path. But that doesn't happen if we don't sacrificially obey and if we don't recognize that they need us to go in a way that requires us to give up something. So this summer trip, it might require some of us to Every summer trip that I've been for the last two years, I've missed my anniversary and I've missed Father's Day because they're usually a week apart. Now, that's not a big deal, but everybody's got to give up something, right? So this summer trip might require you to save a little bit or to ask somebody to support you. It might require you to reschedule a vacation. It might require this. But what I ask you to pray about and think about between now and that meeting on January 17th and it's here at the church again at 7 o'clock. Mark your calendars. It's just informational. There's no obligation. Okay? It's a Q&A with me. I'll be there. I'll answer any questions you have from the most silly detail that you might be concerned about to the big picture stuff that we'll actually be doing and everything in between. There are no bad questions, and I'll answer them all. And then you can just have all the information you need as you continue to pray. But as you pray in advance of that meeting, this is the time to seek God's will. What's he calling you to in 2018? whether it's Uganda, Indonesia, your neighbor across the street, or Honduras. What's he calling you to? What is the sacrificial obedience he has for you in 2018? And is he calling you to Honduras? And do you have a burden for people that 
need you to come. If you've been on a trip before, go again. If you've been on a trip before and, and you can encourage somebody else by helping them and giving them a comfort level, do that. If you've never been and you're afraid of something, pray about it. Come talk to me. Okay, but sit, let's, see, let's just agree to seek him together as a church body this year, not just to do a check the box this year. Not just to say, well, what are my options? You know, I'll do something a little bit. But to really pursue him. How is God calling me to be a sacrificial servant this year? What's my obedience step? And recognize that the people of Honduras need us to come. And we are seeing eternal fruit because we've said yes. Eternal fruit. So if you've been, come back. If you haven't, then now's the time. Either way, now's the time to pray and seek God's will. So let's do that together. And if you have questions or you're interested or God's putting something on your heart, come talk to me. Come find somebody who's been on a trip before and or come to that meeting on Wednesday, January 14th. So I'm going to pray as the worship team comes back up. Thanks for your attention, guys. God, we just thank you so much for your call on us. Thank, thank you, first of all, for just coming to save us, for, for helping us, for giving us new life for the, the life of being born again, for repurposing us for something that's real, for something that matters for eternity. God, help us not to ignore that. Help us not to focus on silly resolutions that we can't keep. Help us to focus on how are we being called to serve you sacrificially this year and in this season of our lives. Give us a burden for people who need us to go to deliver your message, to deliver the good news of Jesus Christ, to deliver and to help with physical needs that won't be met otherwise. So give us a burden for that. We just ask for your will to be made clear for each of us individually. All we want is your will, God. 